Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to the Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. Well, on our program today, we are going to be exploring a question that I would bet almost everyone has thought about out here in our listening audience, and that is, um, what about romance? What makes romance good? Uh, What makes romance dangerous, perhaps? (laughs) What for people of faith, as we are, many of us listening, um, how how do we navigate romance? So uh, it, it seems to be love is all around us, and often it's the wrong kind of love, I would say. Um, and and sometimes romance may appear to get us into tremendous difficulty. And yet that romance is, I believe, something that is part of God's plan as well. And I think our speaker today can help us understand that more fully. We have, as our guest today, Rose Sweet who is a Catholic author and speaker, who says that she likes to help people seeking happiness in marriage, family, and relationships, and that includes romance, I'm sure, to put your religion into your relationships. So we're going to see how does that apply to romance. Uh, Rose speaks, uh, trains, uh, leads leads classes and facilitates small groups that explore relationship building, dating, courtship, mercy in marriage, divorce recovery, annulment, remarriage, and parenting. And you may have heard of her very popular, very widely used Surviving Divorce DVD program that's used in hundreds of parishes around the world. So we're really excited to have her in person here in the St. Gabriel studio with us today. Welcome, Rose. I'm happy to be here, Peggy. (laughs) So good to have you and have you in Columbus at this point and able to uh, share some with us on St. Gabriel that um, I'm sure people listening are going to be... um, tremendously interested in and learn a lot. I know that having done programs with you before and um, we'll be able to share what you say because we'll be putting your program in the archives as well. So Rose, I know you've written many books and you're working on a series. I understand now uh, one on happiness and the second one is on romance. And it says uh, the title is a, a woman's guide, Catholic woman's guide to romance, but yet uh you say, and I believe you, although I haven't seen the book, that, it, that, that men are interested in this. Young people, male and female, are interested. Um, tell us about romance and, and how this, why first is, is this one of the series in, in your series that you're bringing out now? What's the importance of that topic? And, and what's the essence of what you have to share? Boy, that's a lot of questions, Peggy. I'm glad it we is. have time. No, and, you know what? And <laughs> We've got yeah. <laughs> Almost 30 minutes to unpack it, and then there's a lot there. It, they're all important questions, and we don't often take time to stop and think about these things. And I, I would just like to share a story that popped in my head right now. I love my dad. He was the oldest of nine kids, and he was a busy guy. And when he came home, all he wanted to do was watch gun smoke and you know, smoke a cigar and, and decompress. And one day I walked in the living room, and dad was just sitting there in his chair. <laughs> the TV was off. He wasn't talking to anybody. 
He was just sitting there. His eyes were open and it kind of freaked me out. And I, I go, dad, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I'm thinking, honey. <laughs> I go, what are you thinking about? He goes, honey, there's important things in life that you should spend some time thinking about. Make sure every time you so every make a, a little spot in your day every day, or at least a couple times a week to think about the things that are important. Well, okay, dad, like what? And he goes, well, let's start with God. Hmm. And I'll never forget that. Hmm. So, you know, we don't stop uh, and, and think about the things that are important, but sometimes we'll just pick up a book if it's not too big or overpowering. And that's what I love about this series. St. Benedict Press, uh, Tan Books, has decided to come out with this series. The books are little. They're a little over 100 pages. They're hardcover. They're pretty. They're cute. You can stick them in your purse. You can take them to adoration. Uh, they're not overwhelming. So I've taken some some of the deep topics that I talk about to people and put them in little bite-sized chunks in mm. these books. And we talked about earlier, the first book is just a ha- happiness. How do we find happiness? That's what we're all looking for. And then I realize in my own life, as I got deeper into my Catholic faith, that our ultimate happiness is to be found in God. But who is God? Is he God the Father? Is he Jesus? Is he the Holy Spirit? Who is he to me? You know, again, these are questions that we should sit down and think about sometimes. Uh, And I discovered through St. John Paul II's beautiful theology of the body, the spousal analogy that was in Scripture, is in Scripture, where God represents himself to the people as husband, and they are like an unfaithful bride. And all he wants to do is romance them and love them and make a home for them and protect them from their enemies and fill them with all good things. I mean, that's very romantic. Mm-hmm. It's happily ever after. <laughs> um, but they got tired of him and went chasing after false gods. And he was like, not happy. And he would send the prophets to say, turn back to me, turn back to me. I love you. Uh, I'm not going to tolerate your sinfulness, but I'm not going to reject you either. That's romance at its ultimate essence. And that's why I decided to speak about and reintroduce um, our timeless teachings in the church of of God wooing the human soul Hmm. like a bridegroom woos his bride. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, We talk a lot about marriage on this program, on the Family Sanctuary. And of course, our whole whole central point of the program is that it's within the family, starting with the marriage, that we find out who God created us to be and that we are loved, that we are unique and special and made in the image and likeness of God. It's in the love of the family, starting with a spouse, that we find that. And of course, we all know that no spouse is perfect except God as as the husband, <laughs> as the head of the family. Uh, so, so looking at God's relationship, the Lord's relationship with the bride, his church, is a beautiful way to understand what uh, a true loving relationship really is. Right. And God shows us the beautiful ideal, and then we try to incorporate that in our earthly life. But too often we make the earthly love and marriage our God, and we just call out to him to bless it or make it happen or fix it. You know, uh, So we find our ultimate happiness in marriage and family, and, and that's a good place to start. 
But we, we need that to be also the sign that points us higher to the eternal marriage uh, and that eternal family, that union of the body of Christ forever and ever. But again, we can experience that now, partially. Um, but it's I try in the book to try to bring the two together, that the romance that we understand on the earthly level should point to the eternal romance. I think you mentioned, Rose, that in the book you talk about something like four marks of true love. Is this what you're thinking of? How the, I mean, are these marks perhaps how we see how human love can really be a, a sign of the divine understood in the right way? You're so smart, Peggy. Well, I'm yes. <laughs> Exactly. No, and, and here's the thing. I went to John Paul II's, again, his beautiful theology of the body that's so loaded with rich stuff. It's like a big giant Bible study. Uh, and he goes to Christ. He always, and all of us should always. Everything I do and I write really is from Christ and leads back to Christ. And the four marks of love are the way that Jesus Christ, the bridegroom, loves us, the church, in four unique ways. And and John Paul II set this out in Theology of the Body. And they are also the Catholic wedding vows. Hmm. And it's the kind of love that we all want. You want to hear what they are? I'd love to. And I know our audience would, too. Okay. So the first way that Jesus loves his bride is freely. He's under no compulsion to, to love us or to marry us or to go to the cross for us. He doesn't, he's not trying to get a green card. He doesn't need somebody to support him. I mean, think all, all the reasons that we're really not free to marry somebody. We're, we're really under a lot of pressure. Um, shotgun weddings. That's another form of lack of freedom. So love, in its very essence, has to be free. The person has to be free to see who you are and love you in your very essence, with not because of what it will do for them. So free, 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 free. And the next one is full. Jesus loves us fully. Nothing held back. He, even he empties himself out on the cross for us. How many people in marriages today will not give totally of themselves, even when you love your husband or wife? But you're still hiding something in a trunk of your car that says Nordstrom's on the back of it. You know, I don't know. I've never done that. But um, So we withhold from each other to protect what we think that we're going to lose that we're very attached to. You know, we off we go into these complex, you know, philosophies. But Jesus' love for us is full. And that's how our love should be. It should be free, full. And the next one is faithful. Now, when we hear about faithfulness in love we think about sexual fidelity but there are so many other ways that we are unfaithful to people we push them into sin we introduce them to sin we cause them to overlook sin um we like or love somebody else more i'll tell you when i do marriage prep i see a lot of young people who their mother or father is more important to them than their new spouse so when that first Christmas comes up and mama says, you know, you're going to come back and spend Christmas morning with us and the new bride goes, but honey, I wanted to have our own Christmas. And he goes, no, we have to keep mother happy. You know, I'm usually this is a form of infidelity. We hate to say that. Um, and I don't want to get off on a big tangent. But another thing that we do in families sometimes, especially if the marriage is, is weak or teetering, uh, is we make our children the center. Uh, and we give more fidelity to the children than we do to the spouse. So Jesus shows us what authentic fidelity 
is to a spouse, that they, they come first in, the, in a rightly ordered way. And you know, working with a family, that that's what kids need is mom and dad to put each other first the sure. right way. So Jesus' love for his bride is free, full, faithful, and fruitful. Open, open to life, open to the possibilities, open to grace, open and receptive. And that's what John Paul II called the feminine genius, that openness of the human soul to everything that God has for us, regardless of what is to come because of our trust and our love and our union with him. So there it is. Those are the church's wedding vows as well. Do you come here of your own free will to be faithful to each other, you know, for the fullness of time till death? Do you part? And are you open to the gift of children? There it is. Love. Hmm. So what you're saying, because I, I know, as you've, as you've said in, in your mission, you try to help people seeking happiness in marriage, family, and friendships to put your religion into your relationships. So you're saying if we understand this truth of our faith, uh, and, and this is the way that Jesus loves us, this is what we should be looking for. Women should be looking for a man who romances them in this way. Yes. Or or a man should be looking for a woman who romances them. Yes. The way yes. Jesus loves yes. us. Yes. And and that would be freely, fully, faithfully and fruitfully. Absolutely. You yeah. are a perfect student. <laughs> it's beautiful stuff. I love isn't to it? learn. I yes. do love to learn. I do and, too. And I love to to uh, to process the the deep truths of our faith. Uh, in a way that those of us who are not theologians and we don't have have the time and the discipline to study theology books, we still need to understand these concepts and be able to relate them to our daily lives. That's why they're there, yes. so that we can be better and we can be more Christ-like. And not only relate them to our daily lives, relate this to our children. Yes, Our kids need Teach this kids. as much as we do. And if you can put on your fridge, free, full, faithful, fruitful, and the kids go, what is that? You can go, well, let's talk about that. <laughs> You know, it's, it's yeah. great. Let me reintroduce you now again, Rose. Our, our guest today is Rose Sweet, who's a Catholic author and speaker and who helps people seeking happiness in marriage, family, and friendships to put your religion into your relationships. And Rose is a very popular uh, writer, speaker. She travels around the country uh, and and uh, it's amazing talking about gift of self, how you give yourself, Rose, uh, because traveling is difficult. And she, she gives parish missions. She does trainings. Uh, she speaks at conferences. And uh, we should mention her her website is rosesweet.com, where you can find out more about her ministry and her books and so forth. So Rose today, and we have uh, we have other um, programs by Rose in our archives here at St. Gabriel. Uh, she's done recently a program with us on happiness and now we're doing a program on romance and uh so i'm just beginning to get this picture that uh romancing romancing uh i I like the word romancing because it it implies an active uh it's not just some romances beautiful music and pictures and a and a nice dinner and uh, maybe a diamond ring (laughs) it's an action romancing and uh, romancing is also uh, in the present tense. Romancing it, it happens constantly. Um, the the giving of self freely, fully, faithfully, and fruitfully. I, I love that, and I love the idea of being able to express it in a succinct way 
that we can then uh, share it, like you say, with your children, uh, with your grandchildren. Put it on the refrigerator. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, romance, I like that you say romancing because it is, remember, the word made flesh. In other words, the word goes into action. Mm-hmm. It's something we can see and taste and touch and smell and experience. Right. And that's what romance is about. And God romances us through the beauty of nature and, our, and tickling our intellect with the truth when we get excited about hearing it. Those are all part of the ways he's wooing us into union with himself. Mm-hmm. So our whole life is about him romancing us in, mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. So when we limit it to just a man and a woman and a diamond ring, we're really missing out on the much bigger, more beautiful and eternal romance, as it were, that uh, he calls us to, all of us into every day. Yeah. And our human love is is a weak expression of that divine love because we're human. <laughs> and yet when we can do this in our own relationships, in our own marriage, when we can be an example of freedom and, and fully giving and faithfully giving and, and being fruitful, when we can do that, it does give a sign of our faith that's i love to i love the teaching of our church that marriage is a sacrament which uh it is a sign in this world of god's grace so we can be a sign of god people can look at that couple and say there's something special about them there's something different what is it you know and i'd like to do that i'd like to be that way so it draws people and uh, it's a way of evangelizing, isn't it? Just to try to be the kind in the kind of romancing relationship uh, that can be a sign in this world that's so broken today. Uh, thank you p- for bringing that up, Peggy, because I-, I say that it's a sign and a doorway at the same time. Mm. Because there's a way that we can really be drawn, like you, you said it, through that couple that we see or through our understanding of marriage. We go through that. We can actually connect in a certain way to that, that beautiful romance with God. Mm-hmm. So one isn't, I mean, it doesn't just point to it. It takes us there. It draws yes. you in. Yes. yes. And it's, it's mysterious and it's mystical and it's. Mm-hmm. It's miraculous and mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful and our and our Catholic faith is filled with these kind of beautiful truths and I'm like you, I that stuff is deep and uh, overwhelming sometimes. Can you just give it to me in some bite sized chunks? Because I want it, I, right. I want it, right? And I want to live it, but I got to remember it first, you know. <laughs> I know you love to tell stories, mm-hmm. and you started our program today with a beautiful story about your father. What are some of the other stories, or or at least give us an example of a story that you share in this book that does help teach that truth and help remember that truth? Well, I uh, there's a lot of principles in the book, and. Uh, uh, for some reason, this just pops in my mind. I was thinking of my first little real boyfriend, right? I was, uh, you know, I don't know, four, five, six years old in my neighborhood. And I thought the boy next door was cute. His name was Terry. And I'd been watching Disney movies. I mean, uh, we had Disney princesses way back in the 50s, people. So don't think this is anything new. They were yet. the original Disney princesses. <laughs> so I, I, w- I thought he was cute and his name was Terry. And one day uh, I heard him call me on the other side of the fence and he goes, Rosie, come over here. And I go, where? And he goes, come over here at this hole in the fence and look through the hole over here. And he kept calling. So I followed his voice looking for the opening. When I got there, I saw the little knot in the fence and I put my eye up to the hole and he stabbed me with a sharp pencil. Oh, no. I know. 
and right in my eye socket. And I screamed, Mom, and I ran into the house. And she goes, you're never talking to that Terry again. <laughs> right? And... I, and, and I thought, why? And I, I'm writing this book. I go, why am I writing this? And God is like telling me, he goes, look, people, a lot of people don't like romance because they've been stabbed. Hmm. They were called into romance and they went along that little fence and looked in that hole with open heart and open mind and open expectations and they got hurt. Mm-hmm. So I realized part of talking about romance isn't just all the fairy tale part of it. But in our broken world, we can be lured into it and be really hurt and used by people. And that we can't stay bitter. We have to recognize some, something was going on with Terry. I don't know. I'm not a therapist, but I can guess, <laughs> right? Had to do with his parents. But um, I got over that. Mom talked me through that and said, you know, you can still play with Terry every once in a while, but on a supervised visit, but be careful. And I began to learn that you could, Trust people and not trust people at the same time. You had to be discerning and have care. And it was part of my growing up. Mm-hmm. So those that's not a happy little story, but it's one that's pretty powerful when you think about it. I, sure. I deal with a lot of people who don't, who've been, maybe have been divorced. They never want to get married again. They don't even want to date. Um, and you shouldn't. If in the Catholic Church teaches, if you're divorced, you're still married. But even with annulment, people, they, don't, they want nothing to do with it ever again. They were stabbed in the eye with a pencil, and they're not going to that hole ever mm-hmm. again. And even sometimes within a marriage, my husband mm-hmm. and I spent many years uh, being a team couple in, in Worldwide Marriage Encounter, and we love what we call the concepts of the weekend, and they are the teachings of the Catholic Church, of course. And one of the things that I think is so powerful is, is the concept that love is a decision, so that even when you don't feel lovable, you can accept love. Right. And even when you don't feel loving, you can make a decision to be loving. Right. And I'm thinking of these four uh, marks that you've talked about freely, fully, faithfully, and fruitfully. We may be giving the impression that in some marriages, both couples, both members uh, of the of the couple are just oozing with uh, free, freely giving <laughs> and fully and faithfully and fruitfully. It's so beautiful. It's romantic. We love the idea. But as in most relationships, there are ups and downs. And sometimes one person in the couple in the family is more willing to give and, and sometimes they're not. Uh, and so what I love is the, is the reality that if even one person in the relationship is willing to be vulnerable and give freely, fully, faithfully and, and fruitfully, that in and of itself can bring the other person into the loving relationship. Just, of course, as you said, like Jesus does when he gives to his bride, the bride is is the sinful right. <laughs> one. Right. Jesus is always there as the perfect lover. Uh, so in our own relationships, when they aren't going well, uh, one person can make the decision to love and to act lovingly. And that does bring out the love in the other person, even if they've been wounded, as, as all of us have. Exactly. I, I, I'm thinking Weight Watchers would say that that free, full, faithful, fruitful, that's the goal weight. The go- uh, you know, that's the <laughs> ideal. But like you said, there are ups and downs. Right. And, um, and today's we do well. I think sometimes in a marriage, even when one is just faithful, they don't feel like any of the other three, but in their mind, in their heart, and in their will, they are faithful. And that's mm-hmm. where holiness is. It's our emotions, you know, our, and I talk about this in the book. Emotions come and go. They're up and down day to day, minute to minute. Yeah. 
you know, I had my tea, somebody took it away, I was happy, now I'm hateful. <laughs> so uh, it's, we can't rely on our emotions. We have to keep going back to what we know. Who are we? Who really loves us? And mm-hmm. where are we going? Right. And I know we haven't had a chance to talk about this. There's so much to talk about. Um, And I know in your book, you also told me that you go over something called the seven stages of divine romance, as well as the marriage hidden in the mass. Now, that's very interesting. Uh, We could probably spend a couple of hours talking about that one. (laughs) You're going to have to get the book. I know. That's what I'm just (laughs) thinking. Uh, But of course, I can see that that Jesus giving of himself to us. Uh, of course, which is acted out in the Mass, you know, every time uh, we have the Holy Mass, is is again that that example of self-gift. Um, and it, it's just a, a, a beautiful way that you have, Rose, of, of helping us understand these very complex issues, uh, to put them in the language that we can relate to with the stories that we'll remember. I won't forget your little friend who poked you in the eye. Yeah. Uh, and and. It's wonderful that your mother was able to help you to heal from that and be able to trust again and and understand that, you know, human nature being what it is, we are going to be wounded in this world. Yeah. So, you know, it's your my mom was loved and felt loved and so could walk me through that. But imagine if my mom had been dumped on by my dad or something and was filled with hate toward men. And then I run in and say, Terry, stab me. What what is the message I would have got from my mother Mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, end up uh being, you know, a man hater all my life. So this is for all of us. And again, as we talked about in our other program, we just want to be happy and God shows us how to get there. We we need to look at what he's trying to tell us. It's right yeah. there in front of us. Yes, yes. Yeah. So thank you so much, Rose, for being with us today. We've been talking to Rose Sweet, Catholic author and speaker. She has two new books out, The Catholic Guide to Catholic Women's Guide to Happiness and also The Catholic Women's Guide to Romance. So you can find out more about Rose, her ministry, and those books at her website, rosesweet.com. So thank you again, Rose, for being with us. Uh, I'm Peggy Hartshorn, host of The Family Sanctuary, and you are listening to The Family Sanctuary on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with archives at stgabrielradio.com under The Family Sanctuary and streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. Our program is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti. Who